grateful that everybody weathered the storm last night or yesterday. And a little bit of what I want to talk on uh, this morning. You know, what makes a storm a storm is really the uncertainty that is in it, right? The, The uncertainty of a storm is really what makes a storm a storm. What we just had last night was maybe a category one. Back to tropical depression and all, uh, so it wasn't much of a storm. So we didn't see a lot of people running around crazy, trying to board up, throwing the ATVs and stockpiling food and getting water. We didn't see a lot of that. Why? Because it wasn't a big or major storm, right? But let a cat three come into the jungle. Yes, <laughs> let, let a cat four, cat five come into the jungle. Now completely and totally different. Why? Because when that cat five comes uncertainty. You don't know if the storm surge is going to meet your house. You don't know if it's going to be flooded. You don't know if it's going to be wind damage if you got wind uh, insurance. You don't know uh, how long the power is going to be out or you got to stockpile for a week or two. Because of the uh, category of the storm, that is going to bring the category of uncertainty to your life. And as a result of that, Walk us through and talk us through the storm of life that we are in. I remember when 
first couple of years, others would come to the church and start talking about it. The coaches thought, for those of y'all who don't know, it is a box way up in the stands, okay? <laughs> so you have some coaches who are on the ground on the field, and then you have other coaches who are in the coach's box way up high. Why were we up there? Well, because from that point, we get a different view altogether of the game. It is a different vantage point. People see things that those on the ground won't ever see before. We can see misalignment. We can see misassignments. We can see formations. We can see who missed the block or a tackle. We can see how somebody scored a touchdown long before the coaches on the ground would ever see that. Why? Because of our vantage point. So because of the coach's box, what we will do is we will put on headsets. Coach on the, the coach's box will put on headsets. The coach on the ground will have headsets, and we will be able to talk to one another directly. We will communicate with one another and say, hey, what's going on? Hey, what did you see? Hey, why did we miss that? Hey, how did they score that touchdown? And we can communicate back and forth with somebody who sees it all and is above it all. And that is what God wants us to get from this particular lesson today, that he is the one who above it all, who sees it all, who knows it all, and therefore we ought to be able to communicate with him and he must be the central part in your life. My wife and I, we were uh, last week invited to be a part of a, uh, a Zoom call and the discussion was on interracial marriage. <laughs> interracial marriage. Now that's, there is no such thing, by the way, <laughs> uh, as an interracial marriage. But uh, that's another lesson for another day. But they called my wife and I to be a part of this panel on interracial marriages, and we can talk about our experiences as an interracial, quote-unquote, interracial, uh, interracial couple. Uh, and so we were on there, but one of the things that we discovered and realized that the difficulty in our marriages uh, really didn't stem from the difference in our color more than it stemmed from the difference in our Because I said so, that's why. <laughs> so we lived a completely 
is going to ask God these same questions that you and I are asking God right now, and God is going to answer. God is going to respond. In other words, they're going to ask a long dialogue that is intended to give advocate
Republicans appointed our president. Somebody say, no, there's no way God appointed this guy to be our president. He didn't come from God. So you have this backwards and forth going on. And your determination of whether or not you believe a president has been appointed by God will be determined by whether or not you like him. That's irrelevant. <laughs> that is beside the point whether or not you like him. God appointed the last appointed the current one, and he's going to appoint the next one. How do we know that? Well, because Romans 13 says there is no authority except by God. All authority that exists, exists by God, because of God, and for God. Daniel chapter 2, he tells the king, he says, you need to know and understand it is God who removes kings and raises up kings for his purpose. Absolutely, the president is appointed by God, or else they would not be there. Doesn't matter if you think they're evil or good, wicked or righteous. That's beside the point. If they're there, they're there on purpose and they're off for a purpose. And the question we need to be asking is not, God, did you appoint them? Because we already know they've been appointed. The question is, why did you appoint them? Why, why did you allow them to come to power? Why did you allow them to sit on the greatest seat in this land? Why did you appoint them to power? Because God will appoint a leader for one of three reasons, at least one of three reasons. Either to bless us or to correct us or to shape us. People would know and realize that they need him to correct them and shape them. God, God says, no, I don't need you to do that. I don't need you to be like all these other nations, all these other people and people. Well, you don't need a man to be your king and rule over you. I can be your king. And people say, no, no, we want to be like everybody else. We want to be like all the other nations. So give us a king. God said, all right, I'm going to raise up a king for you, but you're going to anoint him too. You're going to get what you want. Get what you want, <laughs> you're gonna realize you didn't want what you got. There are certain reasons why God will raise up a king for his own purpose. So Obama, appointed by God. Trump, appointed by God. The next one, appointed by God. The question is, why have they been appointed? Have they been appointed to bless us? Have they been appointed to protect us? Or have they been appointed to separate us? Because we may believe in something that we don't believe in. God God does exactly what he wants. So Habakkuk simply said to God, God, thank you for answering my question. Thank you for getting back with me. But are you really gonna do something? Are you really gonna use time to deal with us? This is what God says in Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 2. This is another verse that we usually would put in front of the scripture. Habakkuk 2, 2, he says this, And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision down, and make it plain. 
so the revelation, I believe, is found at the end of chapter 3. Now we get to chapter 3 at the end of chapter 3, verse 17. This is found in the revelation.
Bye. 